Welcome everybody to another episode of the Be Fearless podcast. And today I have a fantastic guest. She has been in real estate for 12 years. She has achieved uh, the highest sales award, her broken um, like twice. I mean, it's called the Icon Award. This woman is amazing. Uh, she's the co-founder of the uh, real estate coach of Girls with Great Collective, a community for women in real estate. She has been featured on HGTV and her passion is empowering women in real estate to reach their full potential. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome my friend, Jamie Tulak. Welcome, Jamie. Hi. Hey. You made me sound <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so honored. Thank you so much for your time, for being here with us today. Thank you. Um, you know, it is amazing because uh, when when we came across uh, on social media, it's because we have a friend in common. Uh -huh. And um, when I started talking to you, I, I, I immediately, you captivated me. And I was like, this girl, she's definitely something. And when I, you know, got to know you better through, you know, through time, it's been like, I, I am like, people need to know your story. So tell us for those that doesn't know you, who was Jamie Tulak growing up and what was her dream? Oh my gosh. So I shared something on social media that I don't share often. So I'm going to be vulnerable with your um, followers right now. Okay. And growing up, I am actually half Mexican, half uh, white. And growing up, I always felt like I was never white enough for the white girls or Mexican enough for the Mexican girls. And I always just felt like I couldn't find my place. Uh, and it wasn't probably until about ninth or 10th grade. And this is funny. So if my dad's listening to this, he probably doesn't even know this. I didn't even share this with him. It wasn't until I got into about ninth or 10th grade, I finally found my path. And the reason why is because I had a teacher that believed in me, that believed that I was something special, believed that I was smart, believed that I could achieve anything that I put my mind to. And so growing up, I just kind of always stumbled through who I am and what I want to be. And when I was younger, I always had this passion. This is funny. When I was three years old, my favorite show, and you guys are going to laugh, was Matlock <laughs> because I wanted to be an attorney. <laughs> and so Wait, growing up, I that was like my favorite I'm trying show. To remember. I tried to remember. I think I, I watched that show once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> but can you picture a three-year-old little girl watching Matlock? Like, you know, he was just this awesome attorney and I wanted to be an attorney growing up. I wanted to be able to negotiate. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be able to negotiate, represent a client well, and win. It was about winning for me. Um, and so I kind of, you know, grew into who I was once I became a teenager. And I was just always kind of fearless. And um, I've, I think I showed you my sign. It's, it says right here in my office, it says, always do what you're afraid to do. Yes. And I live by that. And so... It. I, I built my real estate uh, career up. So obviously I went to college. I got my degree in interior design. I built my real estate career up and my husband was able to leave his corporate job. He came to sell real estate with me. And then we opened us a, a small home staging company and then a small boutique and design storefront. And you know, it's interesting. It's like funny because I, I kind of almost felt like trapped in that life because it's, it's hard. It's hard being, uh, a woman entrepreneur, it's hard being a mother and a wife and trying to feel like you're being everything for everyone. 
And so I had a very uh, serious talk with my husband that year. It was 2018. I um, had just had my daughter about six months before that. And I said, I think it's time that we pack up and we leave and we go after Raleigh, North Carolina, where we've always wanted to be. And so that week we prayed over it and God opened every door. And so I finally moved here in June of 2019. So it's what, almost three years now that we've lived here in Raleigh. Wow. And I just rebuilt our little real estate empire. I opened up um, the coaching program that you kind of mentioned when we Mm -hmm. got on this call and and co-founded Girls of Great Collective, where we have almost 7,000 women across the country in less than a year. I think we've had that group join that group. And so we just kind of help empower one another. And I kind of mentor these women and um, coach them and, and just teach them everything I've learned in my 12 years in real estate and just really empower them because I truly feel that's my passion project. That's my calling right now. And it's been really cool to kind of look back on my journey and see who I was as a little girl and kind of how God manifested all of this for me. And it's funny because looking back, I have all of the benefits of the things that I wanted in becoming an attorney with wanting to negotiate, with wanting to represent my client, with winning through real estate. And I didn't have to take out a ton of student loans to do it. Exactly. <laughs> and now I have a great income and a great career. And I'm just l- truly living the life of my dreams. And it, it, it is truly a, an amazing career. I've been yeah. like reading a lot lately about real estate. And um, I it's mean, amazing. it's, it's super interesting, right? Uh, and there's such um, so much information that uh, a lot of people, you know, even when they go through this the process of buying a property or investing on a property they don't know about. Um, but you, you have this ability to help your clients mm-hmm. to win in every way. As much you know. as I can, especially in this hard market, it's difficult right exactly. now. Exactly, and we we will talk about the market real soon. But yeah. tell us what what have been the the daily processes that you have established in your life to actually manage all this? Because oh my gosh, a real estate career is not easy, and having a family at the same time is not easy. And not easy. I think an advantage that you have is just your husband does, yeah. does the same job. But still, I mean, there's a lot of, that you have to um, to balance. So how do you work it out? There's a ton you have to balance. You know, so it's funny, though. I retired my husband out of that uh, career that he was in, out of the corporate world, when we were in California. But then when we relocated to Raleigh, he went back into the corporate world because he had finished his master's. So then he got to chase what he wanted to. So um, he's not in the real estate industry anymore. But I think we have plans in the future for him to be. So that way we can live the life that we want and travel where we want to and do what we want to and have time freedom, location freedom, money freedom. But, you know, to answer your question, I think it really does take a an amazing partner. Um, and I always say this about my husband is that it takes an incredibly strong man to deal with an incredibly strong woman. Yes. <laughs> and so without him, like none of this could be possible. He, he helps cook. He helps do the dishes. He helps with the kids, you know, getting them their homework and getting that situated. And he does laundry. Like literally it's a true partnership. And I actually am so blessed that I'm in this generation. And then I wasn't growing up in the 1920s where I went out, yes. you know, to chase all of these dreams and do all these things. And so I think, I think um, it's just a different generation. And I think Mm -hmm. men are different now where they realize and recognize that women have an equal part in 
the workforce and at home and, and sharing those duties 50-50. So without him, none of this is possible first and foremost, honestly. Um, we've been married, oh my gosh, 11 years? Time flies. <laughs> it, does, it does fly. It does fly. I believe you. That, yeah. That's a true statement. It does yeah. fly. <laughs> But he was my rock. He helps with so much. And it allows me the opportunity to chase my dreams. And I think in real estate, you do have to make sure you have systems in place. You have a process. You hire when, you know, before you really need to, because once it's time to hire, you're already in over your head. So there's just a lot of things that I've learned over my career that um, if anything, if you're considering any of your listeners are considering getting into the real estate industry, my number one piece of advice for you is to find somebody that can mentor you that has done what you want to do. Um, you always want to be chasing that person, not chasing, but walking in their footsteps and do what they've already done. And the best way to do that is just to emulate success. Success leaves clues. And if you have somebody that can mentor you and show you their system, show you what they've done and build a big business, you can do the same exact thing. You just duplicate what they've already done. There's no reason to recreate the wheel. So I think that's a big part of it is I've been able to find people that um, I can mastermind with at the same current level of success I've had, but then also be able to look to a mentor and look to people that have done things that I haven't yet done. And so it always helps you put things into perspective and learn and build and grow upon what you've already built and what you're continuing to grow. I think that's true in any entrepreneurship career. It, yeah, it, that, that's definitely, and that's something that I, I do highly recommend when you are creating a path towards your, uh, working on, on your path towards your goal and you're establishing yourself as mm -hmm. a new entrepreneur or whatever you're doing in life. I mean, you, and, and, and it's a tool. Mentorship is a tool that we don't, we are not using these days. I think that we could see that a lot back in, in the last century. We saw that a lot, like um, maybe in, in the 1910s and 20s, maybe at the end of the 1800s, where mentorship was something, right. you know, that was a, a must, especially, you know, uh, um, among the highest level of society. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a tool that it was it was used. And then with time, we have lost that because once we yeah. have the, the educational system, it's like, OK, so just send them, send everybody in and then just, you know, leave, leave, <laughs> leave 30, 30 students to, to one. Right. Yeah. To one teacher just to get the job done. And, and sometimes um, a lot of these kids uh, or a lot of people just don't have the opportunity to develop at, at their Your skills. At the highest level. I don't know what it is. I think that maybe some people, um, I don't know if they're embarrassed or they don't want to, it, maybe it's a pride issue where they're like, I, why do I need a mentor? Like I could figure this out, you know, and this, this is the interesting thing about real estate and the real estate industry. It's one of the only industries, first of all, The bar to, to enter is pretty low. You you pass, you know, your schooling, you get your certificates, then you go and pass the state exam, which you just study to pass it and you can pass it. Other than that, once you pass it and you have your license, there's no other formal training. Mm -hmm. um, but And I put it in perspective like this, like once you pass, let's say the bar and you become an attorney or you pass the boards and you become a registered nurse, what happens? Well, you're, you have to shadow You have to um, basically be like almost on a probation period and shadow somebody in that industry. But real estate's not like that. Yeah. So that's another reason why we created Girls with Grit is because we're like, 
we don't, no woman should be left behind. If you want the success and you want to be a working mother or not, if you don't have children, that's fine too. Um, we want to be able to just say like, Hey, we've created this path, come alongside us and continue to forge forward with us. And so mm-hmm. we just want to, make- I will say also that is, it also depends, uh, from the end. It depends on, on the individual as well, yeah. because not everybody is willing to be coachable. That's true. That is and, so You know, true. We, we tend to be very um, stubborn and, you know, hard-headed and like, yeah. you know, I can do it all. And we think that we know it all and can do it all. And uh, just because, yeah. you know, we just like watch a video on YouTube. You, <laughs> I mean, it, it is good. It is good to kind of like see instructionals and like listen to other people's yeah. opinions. But when it comes to um, getting ready to like create your empire, you definitely need to to look for someone that knows no. what they're doing, how they do it, how how to do it. You have um, to. But that's not to say what you just said uh, a second ago. I think there is something to be said about being resourceful and trying to find answers and figure stuff out through YouTube. But you still have to have somebody that's gone where you want to go. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Otherwise, you just it takes you a lot longer. I'm not saying it's not possible to reach high levels of success without a mentor. I'm just saying it's probably going to take a The shortcut is with yeah. a mentor. Yep. <laughs> and also be willing to invest uh, on yourself. Yes. People, it's, not, it's not willing to, you know, invest the amount of money in, in their education and um, yeah. training, development, events, right? And, and they just like, Maybe, you know, pay $900 here, maybe $500 here. And they're not, they don't go all in. You have to go all in. in. I spend a lot of money. I'm not saying this to brag, but I do spend a lot of money every single year on personal development, on real estate conferences, on trainings, on a personal coach, all of those things I have. Uh, And it's funny because even my students, I tell them, even your coach has a coach. Um, So I think it's important to know that, no matter if you think you've reached the highest level of success, you still need somebody to coach you because exactly. we, we all need it. And I will say that the learning process of the human being never stops. So we're always in that mm-hmm. constant stage of learning. You should and be. For, for me, I love it. <laughs> I'm always reading. I'm always, you know, enrolling in a course, uh, trying to learn something new, getting a new skill. Because after all, you know, it's, it's something that I can leave to others through mentoring but at the same time is knowledge is the only thing that you take with you the day that you run that that's it that's it closest stay the houses stay everything else stays but the knowledge what you have learned and experienced through your life which is the true value Mm -hmm. of life just the only thing that you take with you so oh my gosh that hit me so hard because it's true the only thing I can pass down to my children, yeah, all this physical stuff, that's fine. But the only memory they'll have of me when I'm gone is the things that I teach them. And that's my mm-hmm. legacy. They are my legacy. Exactly. That's why I do what I do. And that's why I'm constantly trying to push myself just 1% better than yesterday. You know? Yes, I agree. So now let's talk a little bit more about uh, real estate because I know last year and I was like super impressed by this because yeah. I you you guys you see her right there but she's super <laughs> humble like she doesn't want to you know tell a lot about her but I read last year you made how much you you made it like 20 22 million I sold it? yeah yeah like how do you do it like <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. By the grace of God, I'm so serious. There's no other way that I can explain it, but I just rely on that. Uh, I rely on my faith. Um, I know that God has just blessed us. And, you know, there's something interesting that happens when you walk by faith. Yeah. And I, we talked about that faith over fear. I live, I live my life in faith, not fear. I think that has, has been incredibly powerful and important, especially the last two years, things have been so crazy. Um, and I really do feel that when you are living in his will and his purpose and your life is being fulfilled through the work that you're doing, yeah, he, he will bless it times 10 more than you could ever imagine. And I just continue to walk that way. And, and if I can give back to somebody else even more than, you know, what I've ever received from them, there's something powerful when you can help someone and give them something and they can never really truly repay you. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. I just mean that like you are blessed immensely when you can bless someone else that can't repay you. I mean, it's so true. Even it's biblical. It's really biblical. And I think that is basically the, the main tenant of the whole kingdom is just like, you know, treat, treat your, your neighbor as you like to be treated. If you don't have, if you're lacking something and you have a if they lack in something and you have a lot of it, then, yeah. you know, just giving from what just you were given, Absolutely. you know, it, it, it is, it, it is a blessing. It is a blessing. I always say this too. You can never give with a closed fist. Exactly. You have to give with an open palm because what flows in flows out. Like you're blessed so much more when you give with an open hand. So that's, right. I, that's just how I live. But I, I really do think like aligning with the right brokerage, getting in the right rooms, constantly surrounding myself with people, doing it even better than I am, it forces me to even be better, if that makes sense. So it's like once I align myself with this company, this brokerage EXP that I'm with now, mm-hmm. it has allowed me the opportunity to meet some of the most incredible, brilliant people in the real estate industry just by joining this company. And it's literally changed my life these last two years. So I'm incredibly grateful for this opportunity. That That's fantastic. That, yeah, it's awesome. And um, tell us what, I mean... What is your goal for this year? Because I mean, beating 22 million, like it's not easy task. <laughs> so it's funny you ask. Um, a lot of people ask me, oh, are you going to beat that? My answer is no. I actually want to take a step back and not sell as much as I did last year or even the year before. And the reason why is I've been given this opportunity through this same company that I'm with to to pour into some of my partner agents that have come alongside me and have chosen me as their mentor, their sponsor and teach them what I know. And in so in doing so, I have to be able to sell less to free up more of my time to give back to them and to provide to my coaching students and do all that. And so for me, my goal is actually to sell less this year. And it's interesting. Um, I talked about this at the beginning of the year that Last year, I actually focused on getting more of my time back and not focusing on making more money. And what's funny is I focus on my time and I made the most money I've ever made in my entire career last year. Now, that's not to say that's going to happen to everyone, but Mm -hmm. I think it was a mindset shift for me. And once I started focusing on the things in my life that are important, and that's my family and my children, because they're not, they don't get younger. Um, and I only have them for so long, right? Such a short period of time that I get to they raise them. They grow so fast too. Yes. <laughs> so 
my goals this year are to sell less, but to be able to pour into even more partner agents. If I can grow that and help them learn how to sell even more houses, I have succeeded. That's my goal. Fantastic. Yeah. So let me um, let me ask you a question for those those um, those people in the audience that might be listening, and you know um, they might be working on real estate. What are like the top three things that you you attribute to your success besides God, <laughs> obviously? All right. So let's dive into that. Let's let's unpack that a little bit. <laughs> um, I, and this is for any entrepreneur, so it doesn't matter. They don't just have to be in real estate, but for any entrepreneur that's listening, number one is you have to believe in yourself first. You have to believe that those big dreams that you're dreaming are possible and that you can obtain them. I'm not telling you they're going to happen overnight, but when you work consistently every single day towards your big, big goals, you know what happens? Those big, big goals become a reality and they get closer and closer and closer to obtaining some of my goals that I was able to reach just last year, I was able to buy my dream car that I had on my dream board for 10 years. I was able to buy a second home at the beach for my family to spend time there. But that didn't happen overnight, right? I worked on those goals for over 10 years. So number one is believing in yourself that you can reach those big goals. And then number two is having the ability to build your brand online because it's just we're becoming more and more digital. This world yes. is becoming more and more digital. I think we've all learned that through COVID, through the pandemic. That I think the pandemic, what it did is just accelerated that because we were already like moving towards that direction. Accelerated it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it absolutely did. So I think focusing on digital marketing, meaning building your brand online and just being consistent with it every single day. If you notice the theme, my first two tips were essentially uh, believing in yourself, but being consistent. Number two was building your brand digitally, right? Online, build your mm -hmm. online brand so big, being consistent. That's the thing. So number three, consistency. <laughs> you can't expect to build a big company, a big brand, no matter what it is that you're doing without being consistent. Meaning you can't try something for one month and go, oh, it didn't work. It's not going to exactly. work for me and move on. Most getting frustrated because, yeah. you know, there and I'm just going to bring this topic right now, just like plug it in, because I know it's a question, something that a lot of people has been commenting on social media is the um, uh, lack of inventory. Yeah. And a lot of people is just saying that, it, you know, the market is like crashing again because of the inflation and everything that is going on. So, just you know, just to give a peace of mind to our audience, can you talk a little bit about that? Just sure. give us your take. Yeah, definitely. Let me give you my take. Now, obviously, I'm I don't have a crystal ball. I can't say that this is definitely not going to happen. But all the data, all the experts out there that study this and study the economy and local economics and whatnot, and they study their real estate industry and they study trends, all the reports that I've seen out there indicate no crash. Now, I know that inflation is real because we're obviously experiencing it. I went to the grocery store today and I walked out $150 later, which normally would have cost me maybe $75. It's $150, right? Yeah. Inflation is real. So number one, that is happening. But the interesting thing with the real estate market, it doesn't typically always go hand in hand with, um, well, it kind of does and, and doesn't. Let me, let me take a step back. 
the real estate market is the way it is because we have no inventory. So I tell people it's literally basic economics, right? What happens when there is no supply, but the demand is so high, the current market that we're in right now. And so that's what's happening across the country. And it's happening big time here in Raleigh. Raleigh's like the number one or number two market, depending on what uh, article you read from like, you know, Wall Street Journal to Money Magazine to all of these resources that they know what they're talking about, right? These mm -hmm. aren't just little simple um, resources out there, but they're all pointing to Raleigh being the number one or number two market across the country. The reason why is because people have realized that they can leave places like Los Angeles and San Francisco and Chicago, Illinois, and, you know, New York and New Jersey, where some of the houses are more expensive and move here, take the job with them, right? Because we already mm -hmm. talked about everything being more online. And so what's happened is in some of these markets across the country, they're experiencing it even at a higher level. And so what happens is you have 30 people for every one house available. So of course, like people are going to get in bidding wars and that's what's going to happen. But I also think part of that is truly because we were experiencing the lowest interest rates that we've seen ever. Yeah. I know I personally bought the home I'm sitting in right now um, a year ago and I locked in at like 2.6% interest rate. Right now, as we're recording this, interest rates are somewhere around 4.5% now. So in yeah. one year, we went from 2.6 to 4.5%. Yeah. And so that's that's what's kind of happening. And so when interest rates start to inch up, it might cool off some of the buyers a little bit. But here in the Raleigh market, we have about 10 to 12 days of inventory currently. So as the market cools off a little bit, meaning some of these buyers fall off because they can no longer afford it or they've decided that they're going to wait, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to help a little bit, but we still have the opportunity to absorb that. So a neutral market, just so for your listeners, a neutral market is when there's about six months of in inventory, meaning if no other homes come on the market, they'll be bought up in six months. That's a pretty neutral market. Anything less than six months is a seller's market. So the fact that we have 10 to 12 days of inventory here in Raleigh, and there's That's a good. lot, it's crazy. Well, it's good for sellers, but even if we can absorb some of this and some of the buyers fall off, let's say we end up having a month of inventory or six weeks of inventory. That's still incredibly low. So I'm telling people this is not a bubble. It's not what we were experiencing in 2008. Um, that was mostly fueled by people just writing loans that had no business writing loans to people that mm -hmm. shouldn't have bought houses. This is different. This yeah. is people that have equity. These are people who are relocating. And believe it or not, this is an interesting stat too. If you can actually wrap your brain around this, the last decade across the country, we have built less homes than any other decade we've ever built homes in prior to 1920. So we did, that's that's part of the problem is the market crashed and a lot of builders stopped building homes because they couldn't afford it. They went bankrupt when the market crashed. So that also has a little bit to do with all of these uh, hot markets and pockets across the country. No one was building houses. You have the perfect storm of COVID allowing people to move across the country and take their jobs with them and move wherever they want to because mm -hmm. now they're working online. And three, we had super low interest rates that kind of fueled some of this. So as some of these conditions change, it will be interesting to see what this looks like in 12 to 24 months from now. But for right now, I'm telling you, we're not crashing. 
It's we're not good. <laughs> we're good. Even we're if good we, people, come on. Yeah, even if we can pull off a little bit, we can absorb it. So don't panic, everyone. We're not crashing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic news, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Um, now, tell us where people can actually uh, contact you. Oh, yeah. So go follow me on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Jamie Sells Raleigh. I'm also on Facebook. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. Um, if you want to link up with me, I don't mind. I like to friend people that are on my personal page too, or you can follow me on my personal page. Just search Jamie Paris Tulak. And then also um, you can look me up through Girls of Grit Collective. In fact, why don't you just go to our website, girlsofgritcollective.com. You can find out more about our group. You can find out more about our coaching program and everything that we have to offer, but just join us. That's our website. Click the link to join our Facebook group, pri private Facebook group, where we allow uh, women who are licensed in real estate to join us and collaborate with us and learn all of our gritty girl ways of getting deals put together and, you know, all of our resources and knowledge that the four of us, because I'm one of four co-founders, the four of us have pulled our resources together. And collectively, we have over 60 plus years of experience in the real estate industry. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, you've got four badass women kind of running that together. So it's not just me, it's it's my uh, other three co-founders as well. So we have a good time in there. That's, that's fantastic. It sounds like you do. <laughs> yeah, you uh, well, before you leave, just like one piece of advice for audience when they're searching for real estate. Like, one piece of advice when you're searching for real estate, make sure you find a really good agent. And what I, what I mean by this is everyone out there knows somebody, maybe it's their cousin or something like that, or a friend who just got in the industry. I'm not knocking people who just got in the industry or if they're just doing real estate part-time, but I'll tell you, if you really want to find a house, you've got to make sure you are working side by side with a true professional that has the time that they can dedicate to helping you in this incredibly insane market. So that's my number one piece of advice. Don't just use somebody because they're your cousin or your brother's friend or something like that. Make sure you're using a true professional that's got the stats backed up that they can prove that they are the one for you. Fantastic. And one more thing. What is your number one hot top tip besides everything that we already talked about for success? For success. Oh my gosh. You want me to pick <laughs> I what? always leave the hardest questions for the last. <laughs> gosh, that is so hard. I'm just going to leave it with what I said earlier. If you want to be successful, you have to be consistent. Okay. And consistency. That, that, that and and that's true, actually. Without consistency, I mean, you're, you, you cannot, you cannot achieve the level of success that you're looking yeah. for. Because you always, at some point, you're going to get frustrated. Yeah. You're going to say, you, oh, no, this is not working, and then switch to strategy, and then, like, exactly. this is not working either, and then you can keep that cycle. Any of these people that you can look to that has achieved enormous amount of success, I'm thinking off the top of my head here, but like Tony Robbins, he was consistent. He's consistent day in and day out with his morning routine and the things that he does to get in the right mindset. So I think that's the biggest thing. You have to remain consistent and you have to have a positive mindset. That's right. That's right. Yep. Well, thank you, Jamie, for being today thank with you. us. Uh, I truly appreciate and thank you for your time. 
you guys you don't forget don't forget to go to girl collective i'm girl girls with grid collective.com and get all the info that you need to connect with jamie and her partners and know more about their community is amazing and the coaching program i heard is you guys out of the swirl so you have to try it all right don't forget until the next one to follow the podcast at be fearless podcast on facebook don't forget to follow me on instagram at the success strategies and also don't forget that our um audio uh goes on anchor google podcast um oh my god overcast there's so many platforms and the latest one is being amazon so you have amazon music prime or, or amazon prime just feel free to search for be fearless podcast you should get the first season is already uploaded in amazon so you should be able to listen to it um and then until the next one you guys thank you so much for your support don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless Until next one, bye-bye.